almost every year I spend a few minutes talking about this kina. Not not going through the dikdukim of the kina. I always said that this is not a lesson in Tanakh or in Jewish history. There are very very wonderful shirim that are given by people like that. You know, Tishav before Tishav. That's not what I believe is the avoid of Tishav of shirim. But what's clear, what's clear from this kina and the kina we said a little bit back, the kainin al is that the inyan of the murder and the death of tzaddikim is very, very, very much a part of the tzara of of the chum beis of Golis, of Tishabov, Silukam Shal Tzadikim. Which Chazal say that Silukam Shal Tzadikim is kosher, the different gears is it's more difficult than Chorbe Samikdash, worse than Chorbe Samikdash, is like the Chorbe Samikdash. But one thing is clear is that the Silukam Shal Tzadikim, the death of Tzadikim, Itself is the Indian of Chur Mesamikdish, and this is what I want to explain. Because there's so much to talk about, unfortunately, there's so much to talk about on Tishabov, and especially this Tishabov, to think about and to talk about that, it's, that you could forget that the Indian is Chur Mesamikdish. By a Swish and by a Shaini. Of course, all the Tsaras, as I explained last night, are a Hemshech. But what's the inyan of silukim shel tzadikim of arzei of the arzei halavonim that diher hatayra? You all know that the asar hagudamachos were not killed at one time. When we when we read the kina or eskra and yom kippur neavayde, these were not. This didn't happen at the same time. I, I don't I hope I'm not shocking anybody. I'm sure you all know that this didn't happen at the same time. But what what the mekayin is telling us is that. The Churban Beis Hamikdash and Silukim Shel Tzadikim Hainuhach, but it's one sugya. It's the same sugya. Silukim Shel Tzadikim and Churban Beis Hamikdash. So, in order to explain the Indian of Silukim Shel Tzadikim, the death of Tzadikim. And you know that whenever it's time, whenever it's a time of a shmad, of a tsara, that our enemies understand, and they've always understood, they've always understood that it's important for them to reach the tzaddikim. It's important for them to reach the tzaddikim. I just heard, just remember this, I heard the other day, like a feather in the mountains. So I mentioned something from Rabbi Levadamska from Tefresh Leimer, and and this yid came over to me and told me that he comes from Radomska Hasidim, and and he asked me, do you know what happened to the last rabbi, Rabbi Chanach? I think Rabbi Chanach. The name is Shlomo. He's a Kaddish alien. Radomska in Europe was a very big Radomska was a very big Hasidus in Europe, a very big Hasidus before the Muhammad. They were mamish wiped out and the Rebbe didn't have any children. And and um, he was a very, the Rebbe himself was very wealthy. He had a, a, a network of yeshivas Kesatayra in Poland, a very big network of yeshivas that he paid for everything. He was a very wealthy person. He was a business person before he, before he was a business person and a big tzaddik and a tremendous tamachachim. So this Yid told me, do you know how the Radomska would happen to him in the Mulchama? I said, I know that he was, I, I, I heard that he was, uh, that he refused to go out, but I don't know to the um, the roundup, you know, the selection, but I don't, I don't know. And the Protams, he said, listen, what happened? He said, the Germans came there and there was a whole big thing where the rabbina is, to find the rabbi, to find the rabbi. And they made a house to house search to find the Radomsky rabbi. And 
and the Hasidim and the family they were begging the Rebbe to go to go down. The, they, they were going on the loudspeakers, the Germans. So the rabbi from Radomsk, we, we're going to kill everybody. We know you're here. Come down to the. And they, they already started to. And the rabbi said that Bishum Oifen. He said there's no tachlis. They were they were killing everybody already. They started killing everybody. He said there's no tachlis. He says if I he says if I stay if I stay in the uh, apartment. He says maybe I'll have maybe I'll have a kevi Yisrael. Maybe I'll get buried. I'll be zayichet to be buried in the cemetery. In the Jewish cemetery. So he stayed there. This he told me that, and there were 17 other people that stayed there, family that stayed with him, and there were one to see them. This there was one chassid that was that somehow was hiding behind a couch, who was a relative of this guy who survived. Everybody else there was killed. The rebels, they were all killed. The rebels were taught. The rebels were taught and killed. Whatever they were all killed. He said, he said an interesting thing. I'm just, I just remember. I thought I would share this with you. He said how they how they came after the tzaddik. They came after the rabbi. See, he said that that um, that that he that that he, he was killed there because of, because he was killed. Uh, the, the Germans came, and then they killed everybody, and they left them lying there because something happened, and they had to run out the Germans, and they left the Rebbe lying there, and they went out and they celebrated. They found the Rebbe and they killed the Rebbe, but they had to run somewhere. And this Yid was behind the he was behind the couch, and he said that he was able to find he he when it was dark he went, went from there, and he was able to and he was able to. Um, to find a couple of Jews that were alive uh, uh, at night, and they took the Rebbe, the Radomsky Rebbe, with these other, with the 16 other, those other Jews that were killed in the house, the family, and they were able to get them to the, they were able to get them to the ghetto, and they were uh, outside the ghetto, they were able to get them and to bury them in a cave so they Actually, this is in Warsaw. This was not in Radomsky, this is in Warsaw. And and they were able to bury him. The cemetery is outside the war is outside the Warsaw Ghetto. Though many of you were there, there's a, a cemetery. It's as big. It's it's like a city over there outside the ghetto. And they didn't. They were very scared. They didn't have time. They just made a big grave and they threw everybody in there. And he told me that he asked me if I saw the the grave. I said I, I, I was in Warsaw. I don't remember. He said it's right near the Alta Novominska. The, there's over there. There's a mass grave, and he and he said that he went. He went with somebody after the war. They went. The Novomisk Rebbe went with somebody with Haskell Besser, I think, after the war. And they had a. They 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 knew that he was near. That that, that this mass grave was next to the Alta Novomisk somewhere. And they went there and they found this whole grave there. The family. Upon them, the 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 enemies. Our enemies have always understood that that the tzaddikim. Must be eliminated, and as part of our our had the bar of uprooting the Mesamikdish, it was always understood that they had to uproot to destroy the tzaddikim. Let's try to understand this sugya, and in doing so, to have a little bit more of a, of a, of a hergish of the Indian Chor Mesamikdish. I heard I heard this pshat from from the Tzadik Gematul Zilber. He says here in Shkutei Chutz. I heard this from him. It is interesting. The Isser of Shkutei Chutz, the Isser of the Torah of Shkutei Chutz in Parshas Achrei Mois, Zadovah Shetziva Hashem Leima, is learned out from the Pesach Zadovah Shetziva Hashem Leima that Hashem said. The Torah tells us there that you're not allowed to shecht any korbanos outside the mishkan outside Beis Hamikdash. So it's a din of shkutei and isra of shkutei chutz, and it's learned out from the words zehadovah shetivasha. It's introduced with those words zehadovah shetivasha. This is the this is the dover. This is the matter that Hashem commanded. So Motel explained. He asked first of all why. Is there this introduction to the Isra of Shkutei Chutz with Zehadova Shatziva Hashem? This is the this is the matter Zehadova Shatziva Hashem. Ah, it doesn't say by every mitzvah Zehadova Shatziva Hashem. It's by film by by, by 
Shabbos was Zahadar Vashivash. That there's no shechting of Kabbalah outside Beis Amikdash, only in Beis Amikdash. Why is Zahadar? So listen to what a brilliant thing that Matul said. He said that, that we know that there are two madragas, I mean, there, there are many madragas, but two basic madragas in the Vua, in prophecy. There are two general madragas. Chazal tell us, it's a Gemar Yivom, it's a, a Memtas. Chazal say that all the Nevi'im, Kol HaNevi'im, or Misnabe with what Lashem? Ko. Ko Amar Hashem, right? The Nevi'im were Misnabe, Yishai, Yimim. They were Misnabe with the Lashem of Ko. In English, I think they say, Thus, Ko. Ko Amar Hashem. Vaishu Rabbeinu, his Nevu was different. Because all the other Nevim saw the aspect, Larry, or what? something that wasn't 100% clear. So their Lashon was always, Hashem, like this, Hashem said. Ko means like this. Like this, Hashem said. Mashayinu came Vaishu Rabbeinu, whose Nevius was with what? With aspect, Larry, Hamira. So Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevuah was with what? Zehadavim. Like we just had in Parshish Matas. Zehadavim HaShetziva Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu was with Aspek Lavi Hamir. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevuah was in such a way of Das is Das. When you see something and it's 100% clear, it's not Kol, like this God told me. That's all the other Nevi'im, like this. Moshe Rabbeinu was Aspek Lavi Hamir. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu is Zehadov HaShetziv HaShem. This is it. 100% clear. Aspeklar Mi'iru. So, Mottl says that the Loshan of Ko means, that language of Ko HaShem, it means that a Novi can say, Ko do this, don't do that. This is how you should live. This is how you shouldn't live. This is how a Jew should blow the shayfa. This is how you should bench lulav. But he said that Zahadar is something else. Just like he says there are certain teachers... And you can give a class on on Tkir Shaifa. You give a class on Tkir Shaifa, and you could say, learn all the halachas in Shulchan Aruch, and all the halachas, Rav Motel says, all the halachas are, ko, ko, ko. This, this, this. This is how you blow the Shaifa. This is the this is the length of the Tkir, this is what a true is. This is a Shaifa that's kosher, this is a Shaifa that's possible. This is the way. This is the way the the truth is sound. This shvam and so on, and all of that is part of that world that's called ko. Ko means tasekko, tasekach. This is what this is what you have to do. But with all of that, you know, it's still not. Rambam says it's still not zehadava. When is it zehadava? So Rambam says that. Like when you when you were to to be there when the Bavli Rebbe came to blow shayfa, you maybe didn't know all the halachas. You didn't you didn't chaz all the halachas. You, you, you didn't have the chance. It's hard for you. You don't know all the hilchos is very hard. You didn't know all the halachas of shayfa. He said, but when the Bavli Rebbe blew shayfa, then you felt das is das. Zahadav. Zahadav means yeah, that's what God wanted. Zahadav. That's it. When I when I was young, when I was young, we went to see with Moshe Feinstein with the class. You know, I imagined when I would meet with Moshe Feinstein, he'd be like six foot seven. He wasn't even five foot seven, you know, like this. And honestly. I don't know what he was talking about. He said a couple of things to us. And then he tried to say a little bit in English. It was in Yiddish. I got a little bit and and then he said in English and then we went over to and he went to us like this and he just said 
You should be good boys. Be good boys. Good boys. And he says, learn lots of Tyra. Be good boys. So he said, he made like this. I didn't know at that time what was the name of the books that he was writing. Well, who was he? What was he? I knew that he was a big tzaddik. Every minute we used to hear Moshe's like this, Moshe's like that. But I didn't understand. But I knew when I walked away from there, thus is thus. That when, that when it says in the dictionary, a Jew, there's a picture of Moshe Feinstein. If you want to look up Jew, it says there, there's Moshe Feinstein. That thus is thus. He got it right. Zahadavah. Zahadavah, that's what it means. Then you're able to see with your eyes. Another Navi would say, Koyamar Hashem, Hashem says like this, or when you and I are being taught, even if it's a wonderful teacher, everything is betayras kam. This is what it is. This is how you do it. When we had the base of Mikdash, when we had the base of Mikdash, Whatever we learned outside the Besam Mikdash, whatever we davened outside the Besam Mikdash, however we were conducting ourselves as Jews outside the Besam Mikdash, when we would walk into the Besam Mikdash and try to picture, try to imagine, when we would walk into the Besam Mikdash, we didn't understand all the halachas. A regular person didn't know all, all, the, all the halachas of Kadshim. wasn't a little biskarav walking in over there. Didn't know all the halachas of Kadshim. But when you were there, when you were there, you felt Zahadava. Zahadava means, this is it. This is really it. This, this is the place where you felt that you were meeting HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was a place of Gilu Elokus. It was a place Kivyachal of Hashem being revealed in the deepest way. And in that place, you didn't have a feeling like, what's the tachlis of putting on tefillin? Sometimes you feel that when you're outside the Beis HaMikdash, when you're chutz, when you're shchutei chutz, when you're a Jew that's shechted outside the Beis HaMikdash, then you feel that all of your Yiddishkeit is just ko, ko, ko. Do this, do this, do that. And everything is with this feeling of, this is approximately, this is, okay, I know I'm doing the right thing. But it's, it's not the chiyas, it's not the life, it's not the tachlis of what it means to be a Jew. So Mottl says, Zahadavah, Zahadavah, in the base of Mikdash, there was a feeling, this, the second you walked into the base of Mikdash, there's a feeling, thus is thus. This is what it is. Therefore, when the Torah tells us, the din of shchutei chutz of shechting outside the besamikdash that you're not allowed to shecht outside the besamikdash that you can't bring a you mean you can't shecht the carbon you can't bring the carbon outside the besamikdash the Torah is telling us it introduces us with the, it introduces it with the words zahadavah because the Torah is saying how do I explain to you zahadavah this inyan of the of a carbon this inyan of the besamikdash zahadavah it's only inside the besamikdash. Outside the Beis HaMikdash, there's no such thing. You can't achieve such closeness outside the Beis HaMikdash. A regular person can't feel that, can't sense that. In the Beis HaMikdash, you were able to see Zahadavah. You remember that I told you over the years, there was a story, there was a Yid that, there was a Yid that, that he came, his whole life, they're telling him that he should go to, the, that he should go to Kotsk. And he wasn't into these things, and he didn't want to really go. But everybody's telling you, you got to go, you have to, before you die, you know, you got to go to the Kutsk. It's all right, so he went, he schlepped, it was a whole thing to get the Kutsk, he gets the Kutsk. And he comes there, Friday night he was tired, he didn't go. So he ended up going to Shoshudas, he comes to the Kutsk, and he sees the Kutsk sitting there, and he's not saying anything. And then he gives out some food, some shirai, right? And the chassidim are jumping and taking some food, and he's looking at everybody. And 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 he and he's thinking, what I what I come over here to cuss to, I slept all the way to cuss. This is like a, there's like some big you know uh, dining room or something, They're grabbing pieces of food. And I slept all the way to cuss for this for nothing. This is what he's thinking. 
So then the Nakotsky said that there was a Jew that lived at the time that was a Mikdish. He was a very old man. And he lived in the Galil high up north. And he never went Alila Ragel, never went to this Mikdish. And and people always telling me, How can you be? You live in Israel. And you never went to this Mikdish. How could you how could you go like that? It's not right. So finally, finally the Kotska says he's an old man, he decided he's going to that finally he's going to he's going to go to the Vesemikdish. So he went he went uh, schlepping, he's going, he's carrying, he, and he's not young anymore, and he's going to the Vesemikdish. And yeah, of course, there were, we know from from the Mishnah, from Chazal, there were different marks along the way. But every now and then he got a little sedrate, and we asked somebody, how do you get to the Vesemikdish? How do you get to Yerushalayim? And people would say to him, yeah, it's an Altayid. I mean, they didn't say Yiddish, I guess, then. You're an old, you're an old man, and you, you don't know how to go to Yerushalayim? You're not embarrassed? You're not going to go to Yerushalayim? The Kutsk is saying this. You're not going to go to Yerushalayim, an old man? So they said, you have to go here. You make a right, left, I guess. And so they just said, go. Yesha, yesha. And uh, so he says, I finally, finally, I'm all excited. This is my whole life. They're telling me the Yerushalayim. I get to Yerushalayim, you see beautiful buildings. And, and there's time for going to make this all right. You had to, whatever you had to do, uh, how he, the cuts doesn't say, but to, to, to be able to go to the base of the title, whatever it was. And he says, he finally comes, uh, it's, it's the time to go into the, to go to the Azara. And he comes there, and they, and they open the door, and he looks inside the Azara, and he sees blood all over, right? He sees blood. And the Kutsky says, and the guy looks inside and he sees guys walking out and blood all over their clothing. And he says, look how great is a shlachtas. This is a big slaughterhouse. For this I had to come to Yushalayim to see a shlachtas. I have a shlachtas back uh, I have, where I live in Tveri. I have a shlachtas. I don't have to come to Yushalayim to see a shlachtas. And he never went in. He just turned back and he left. That's the story that he told him. This Yid was listening. This Yid was listening. And the Kutsky was saying, there are people who live the entire Yiddishkeit Bachutz outside. And the Yiddishkeit outside and all the Shchute Chutz that take place that takes place outside you can go your whole life without ever going to the base of Mikdush of Yiddishkeit and you never ever feel Zahadar Das is Das. For instance, when it comes to learning Torah, everybody knows that Nigla, that the revealed Torah, meaning Shas and Poskim, that the revealed Torah is called in the Swarm Gufe Torah, right? It's called the body of Torah. The revealed Torah is called Gufe Torah. That's Nigla. Nigla Be'ikah deals with what? With the world of Kalamahasha. God said, do this. That's what Nigla, and you have to learn. Nigla says, how do you blow the shoifah? Nigla says, how do you make a sukkah? Nigla says, how do you make kiddush? Nigla says, gufay Torah says, how do you conduct your guf, your body, to live the holy life of a Jew? All of that is included in gufay Torah. All of gufay Torah is, Koyamar Hashem. This is what God said, and do it. But then there's another part of Torah. There's a part of Torah that's called Torah Sanister, the hidden part of Torah. In the Svarm it's called what? Nishmasa Da'iraisa. It's called the soul of Torah. Nishmasa Da'iraisa. The Nishama of Torah. The Nishama of Torah in Nister, when you learn Pnimiyas Torah, when you learn, I'm not just talking about Kabbalah, but when you learn Chassidus, Pnimiyas, and if you like to learn Ramchal, the Gra, but when you learn Pnimiyas Torah, I'm not talking about Chassidim and, and Misnagim. But when you learn Pnimiya Satar, then you're entering into the Beis HaMikdash. When you learn Pnimiya Satar, so then it's no longer a world of God said do this, God said don't do that. Do this, do that. God, the God said pick this up, shake this, do this, blow that. When you enter into, into the world of Nishmasa the Nisham of Torah, then you're going into the base of Mikdash, you're going into a world that's called that's called Zehadava. Das is Das. Then you talk about Elokus. Elokus. When you enter into that world in the right way, I'm talking about in the right way, in the right safer, with the right help. When you enter into that place of Nishmasa Dairaisa, 
that place of Nishmas of is speaking to the Nishama. It speaks to the Nishama. You know how many Jews I've met over the years that they only have learned Nigla, all they learn is Gufe Taira, and they and they're constantly complaining, I don't know why I don't feel anything. And when they ask the Rebbe, the Rebbe who also doesn't feel anything, says I will that if you keep on doing it, one day you will feel something. And the last thing this guy says before he drops dead, he says, I never felt anything. <laughs> Wrong. And anybody who asked along the way to use line, you know, on his journey, said, you'll feel, don't worry, just keep on doing it. Why? Just keep on doing it. Just keep on doing it. You do the daft, keep on doing it. Eventually you'll feel, you put on so many, yeah, you go to Minyan, you go, do everything like you put on your right shoe, then your left shoe, you tie your left shoe, yeah. Eventually you'll feel it. What am I going to feel? You'll feel it. Do you feel it? Can you ask me sick or do I feel it? Would I be telling you that you'll feel it if I didn't know that I felt it? The terrorist is, if you're living your entire life in Gufay Torah, you could ask a thousand questions, but I said the words are deacon that... Where we are now, in the shoe, at the bottom, the heel, if a person spends his entire life in Gufay Torah, all he experiences is the Guf. For the most part, that's what he experiences, which is a holy thing. I'm not saying it's not holy. It's Gufay Torah. But Gufay Torah doesn't speak to the Neshama. The, just as the, just, the, the Neshama is something you can't see with your eyes. So you have people that I could see a sukkah with my, they say, I could see the sukkah with my eyes. I could see the, the bech of the kiddush cup with my eyes. I could see my tefillin with, with my eyes. Don't talk to me about this stuff. I can't see it. What are you talking to me about the neshama? What are you talking about kedusha? What are you talking to me about this piece from, from the Badishva that says about the Talmud, that the Baruch Shalom says, Osis Basham, that you should know that when you, when, you, when you rejoice in God, you should know that you give the biggest nachas to the Baruch Shalom, nachas ruach to Hashem. What do you, I never mean God is happy, God has nachas ruach. God just told me to put on my tongue. So we don't see the neshama, we believe there's a neshama. From where, does the neshama, from where does the neshama take its chiyas? The neshama takes its chiyas from Zehadava, from the Shmasa the Araisa, from the Beis Hamikdash, from Zehadava. Now, before Adam Arishan, we're learning a little bit, I hope you don't mind. That before Adam Arishan, before the Chet of Adam Arishan, we learned this many, many times over the years. Rabchaim Velozhna talks about this. The Tanya, all the tzaddikim explain this. That before the Chet of Adam Arishan, the Neshama and the Guf, by Adam Arishan, the soul and the body were in perfect sync. They were completely, completely worked out together, the Guf and the Neshama. They were mamish together as one. The Chet happened, and as a result of that, there was Misa. And the result of death is that there's a period, there's a division, a separation between the Neshama and the Guf. That's what, death is. That's what death means, that there's a separation between the Neshama and the Guf. We now have two different Madragas. We have Neshama and we have Guf. And therefore, in Torah we also have two Madragas of Torah. There's the Neshmasa, the Raisa, that speaks to the Neshama that you can't see with your eyes. And there's Gufay Torah, and there's the Halachis. There's the revealed Torah that speaks to the Guf. There's Koyamar Hashem. That's Gufei Torah, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. And there's Zehadava, which is, this is God. This is what it means to be a Jew. This is Elokus, this is the Tachlis, this is the point, this is the purpose. This is the Neshama of your Tefillin. The whole Indian of the Beis HaMikdash was, as this Sfarim tell us, the whole Indian of the Beis HaMikdash was a world which was Me'ain, Gan Eden, Kaidam, the Chait of Adam and Chav. Everybody that's learned the Sfarim knows that. That when you walked into the Beis HaMikdash, you were walking into a world of Adam, Kaidam, Achait. Anybody who's ever studied Machshava 001, called Ashkava, called Machshava 001, you know that when you walked into Beis HaMikdash, the Beis HaMikdash was Me'ain, Adam, Arishan, Kaidam, Achait. The Ramban and Chumash, one of the most famous Rambans and Chumash, says that the Mishkan was a, was a Hemshech of what? No? 
was a hemshech of Maimon HaSinai. Right? The Mishkan, Hashem told us to build a Mishkan. The Mishkan is a hemshech, the Hashros HaShchin in the Mishkan. And then later on in time, when we would come to Yushalayim HaSamekdish, is a hemshech of what? Of the Hizgalus of Atah HaRais Labas, of the Hizgalus of Hashem, of the of the that took place by Maimon HaSinai. And because of that, at Maimon HaSinai, uh, there was an event of what? Of Parcha Nishmasan. Which means that at HaSinai, the Neshama and the Guf, the Neshama and the Guf were identified. This is the Neshama, this is the Guf. There was a Bechinat Chisam Eisem. Chazal tell us, Paschal Zumasan, right of the Nachash, the filth, the impurity that caused there to be a separation between the neshama and the guf that brought death that, that from that time and on the neshama, we don't feel the neshama is hidden and the guf is, we live in the world of the guf of shchutei chutz that took place as a result of the chetei egel that we sinned with the egel afterwards the Ramban says by the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash there would be a madrega of continuing somehow to be able to sustain that reality that we experience again, me'ain, the reality that we experience, the Hizgalas of Elokus, that we experience on Harsinai slash Adam Kaidam we would now be able to feel when we would come into the Mishkan, when we would come into Beis Hamikdash. The Beis Hamikdash is a mitzvah of Paschal Zuhumasa. Now you might have a little bit of a taiva and shul to take out and look at your iPhone a little bit. I'm not saying to look at the davening on the iPhone, which is itself a terrible avla. But you take out the iPhone, you have a ta- yeah, it's already see people taking out, putting in, taking out, putting in, taking out, putting in, going up, looking down, taking out. When the first was the base of Mikdash, there was no Indian like that. Not only because they didn't have iPhones, but when we're going to have the third base of Mikdash, we're going to have the third base of Mikdash, you're not going to remember that you own one. You're not going to remember that you own one. And you're not even going to remember to say, Oh, I have a Shas app on my iPhone. You're not going to remember that either. It's going to be so meaningless to you. Because we know that we feel that in time by Ne'ila, when each and every one of us is a little bit me'ain in the base of Mikdash, right? But it's Ne'ili Yom Kippur. We're a little bit, we feel being like a little bit in the Mikdash. Ne'ili Yom Kippur, we're able to feel a little bit Zahadova. Das is Das. What is the Hashem Elokim. I never once heard so far should go off. Uh, 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 and it's amazing, you know, so you have these quiet, humble Jews that they usually have the songs that are the craziest you know, on their on iPhone. I never once heard that go off by a kneeler that somebody should have. And it'll never happen. It can't happen such a thing. The Chalonium Kippur can't happen such a thing. Because when a person's in the base of Mikdash, it's totally clear. He's in that world of Nishmas of their Aysa. The whole year you can say, ah, but it's like the guy that's walking to Yushalayim and then comes and he sees blood. He doesn't know anything. Beis HaMikdash was a mitzvah of Nishmas of their Aysa, of Zahadava, of Paschal Zuhumasa. In the Beis HaMikdash there's no snake. The biggest avil is that on the Harabais, the whole Harabais is swarming with snakes. The Harabais is swarming with Yishmaelim. The true Metzius of that place is that there's no Hecatinsa for a snake in that place. So the Barishon, the Ramban is telling us, the Barishon gave us that in our journeys through the years, we would have a Mishkan, through the desert. Which of course means we would have a Beis HaMikdash. And we would have later on a Mikdash Matshuls in places where the Jew could walk into a certain place. He's able to feel something, something at the something of Zahadavah. At least when you're in Shul. At least when you're in the Beis with living in the now, that even in Shul, even in the Beis a person doesn't, doesn't feel... I was talking to the other day that the people bring in strollers into the shul.
can imagine somebody being by the Avayda Mesa Mikdash with a, with a, with a, with a, a, a little kid in your arms like, Sha, Sha, Sha. And the kid's screaming and Sha, Sha. And people are saying, No. And he goes, Sha, Sha. He didn't want to daven. If he wanted to daven, he never would have taken the kid in with him to the shul. Because unless you have a kid that's not, God forbid, that's not alive, you bring the kid in the stroll, you want to bring a doll, you can bring a doll, and then there won't be any problem. But if you're bringing a living child into the, into the shul, the likelihood is at some point during a two-hour davening, he's going to make sounds. This is, when a person's in a, in a shul, when a person's in a mikdash mat, when you're in a world that's called Zahadavar, there's no union of having a Yetzirah for that. Because in the place of the Beis HaMikdash, there's no snake. The only reason that we don't behave in shul and we talk in shul and we, don't, and we carry on and we're not thinking is because we don't believe we're in the base of Mikdash. We don't believe in Mikdash Mahat because we're in a place that's Michutz and we're shechted shchutei chutz and because we're living only in Nigla and we're saying over this Gemara and that Gemara and we're detached from the Neshama of Tar, from the Shmasa Deraisa. If a Jew is immersed in the Neshama of Tar, he understands what is a shul? What's an Aram Kaidish? What does it mean? Shivisa Hashem Lenegdi Samid. Not only wouldn't we do any affairs in shul, not only wouldn't we be interested in what it says on the stupid iPhone in shul, we wouldn't even look on the iPhone outside of shul for stupid things. When a person lives in a world that's called Zehadov, it's Ramban. The Ramban says he gave us that after, after the Mauritian was thrown out. And Nachamol, it didn't work out with Maimon HaSinai. We had something and then the show was over, the Chet Egel, and it didn't work out. So after the whole business, the Ramban is telling us that the Baryan is explaining to us that the Baryan gave us the Mishkan, and then afterwards the Mikdash, the Beis HaMikdash. If we didn't have the Beis HaMikdash, we would never have been able to be saved the Hesta Padim over these thousands of years and goals. If we wouldn't have had shuls and yeshivas that are mikdash ma'at, the Gemara says in Megillah, I mean the Pasuk says enough in Yechazkel. If we wouldn't have, if we wouldn't have these places of Ashraz Ashrina, if we wouldn't have places and times of ni'ila, of zehadov, of clarity, where it's clear, thus is thus, this is what it means to be a Jew, then we wouldn't be able to survive the Hestaponim of Golas. We wouldn't be able to live through all, all the Qayyam Hashem. And there are many, many kids nowadays that they just can't, all they're ever hearing in Yeshiva is Qayyam Hashem, Qayyam Hashem. The first grade, second grade, Aleph, Beis, then it goes on, Chumash Rashi, and then it goes on Mishnah, it goes on Gemar, Qayyam Hashem. And they haven't heard a word from their Rebbe of Zadover. The Rebbe never took him into Beis HaMikdash. So these kids are, are all they ever hear is Kamar Hashem. Kamar Hashem is Hestaponim. Kamar Hashem is Golis. It's Gufay Taira. It means the Gufayat and the Shama. A Gufayat and the Shama is, is what? Is death. You can't live without the Neshama. You can go on for a certain amount of time. Just like a mace can go on a little bit kicking and giving out cracks. But you can't go on for too long without the Neshama. The Gros says that after the Chumash and Mikdash, Christ for all practical purposes, the Gros says that we're really dead. All we have in this is the Kusta the Chiyusa, a little bit of life. And that little bit of life is enlivened, the Gros says, through learning Pneumus HaTayra, Nishmosa Deraisa. And keeping mitzvahs, which all the mitzvahs, the Ramban says, Rashi says, the Ramban also says, that the mitzvahs that we keep in Chuzlars, waiting for Mashiach HaTzayunim, they're only what? Reminders, so we should be able to remember how to keep Torah mitzvahs for when Mashiach comes. It's all a b'chin of koy amar In the Beis HaMikdash, in the Bayes Rishon, there was Nevoah, there was Urim V'tumim. In the Bayes Shani, it wasn't the same thing, but in the Bayes Shani, we, we had at that time that, the Takanis of all the Tzfilas, of all the davening, all the davening was formulated, put together during Bayes Shani, that time of Bayes Shani. The Soydis of Torah, Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi, Rabbi Akiva, Om Rabbi Shimon, Om Rabbi Akiva, Shreichim Yisrael, Bayechayim Shachta Shrecha. It's a world, the world of Rabbi Akiva, the world of Rabbi Shimon is the world of Nishmasa Daraisa. Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shimon are both great, great giants in Kamar Hashem. But Rabbi Kivir Rabbi Shimon took us and led us into the base of Mikdash. And Hashem gave Rishus that as the Golis was getting darker, that more secrets would have to be revealed because we couldn't go on living anymore. Because the Shchut, we were being shechted, Bachutz. 
Just like the kids in school are being shechted bachutz. If the Rebbe is not taking them also into a place of who's the Rabbi Shalom, what's the Neshama of Nishmas of the Raisa, even in first grade, even before first grade, Nishmas of the Raisa. So our ability to hold on during the long years of Golis and to remain Jews is because somehow in some way we still have a recollection of the Beis HaMikdash. Which means of Naiman Sinai, which means of Adam Kaidamachai. And since we have that, we're barely, barely trying to hold on. So later on in time, Hashem revealed, He gave Rishus to reveal the Zara Kaddish. And then later on, He gave Rishus to Ariya Kaddish, He sent down the Nishama to Ariya Kaddish. And then later on, He sent down Yeva Kaddish, Mishmaik, and Nachis for the end of time, the Nishama to Hatayr, to send into the world the Nishama of Nishamas, to be able to feel Mamish, that even the little, little wagon driver, even the guy that heats up the mikveh, should be able to what? From the story of the, of the life of the Kirov, should be able to be able to have a shaykhis to the Barayama. Should be able to have a shaykhis to Maimon Hasinai. Should be able that a little Jew should be able to come Friday night and to, and to sing Eishashal, to close his eyes and to sing Eishashal, and to feel the Shrina Kenegda, to feel that he has a shaykhis, to feel Zahadavr, to feel a little bit, a little bit in what it felt like for a Jew when he walked into Besamikdash when it was known Zuhamashanachish when the snake was, when the snake shut his mouth. When there was no poison of the snake. All of that is Hakdama, but don't worry, the rest is just a few minutes. Sadikatoma Yifrach, Kairas Balvodan Yizge. Listen, we say these words every Shabbos. Plus, bigger than any shul, more powerful than any than any piece of Torah that you and I can learn, is the Dalar Amos of the Tzaddik. Sadiqa Toma Yifrach Sadiqa Toma That's we call them Arze Halavonon Ke'erez Balavonon Yizge You know why? Because the Sadiq's life is Shesulim Beves Hashem Bechatzreis Elokeinu Yafrichu The Sadiq lives every minute of his life Shesulim Shosul Beves Hashem for the tzaddik, the world of the goof, the world of the body, the world of chutz, to him for the tzaddik, is not a chatzitza before the neshama. For the tzaddik, we know that the tzaddik, oilam hazeh, for the tzaddik is not blocking so you and I live in this crazy dichotomy of Neshama Guf, of inside Besamikdash, carbon, Ne'ila, Besamikdash, Hasinai, high, powerful moments of closeness to God, and then we live outside, which is Shkutei Chutz. We shechted outside, we mamish get shechted outside. We're going to read in a minute about Rabbi Akiva. Giboire Kayach, Kayach, Giboire Kayach, Tahoire Leiv Kedoshim, the Asar Harugam Alchus. Ashrech Rabbi Akiva, Gufach Tahar, Becholmine Tahara. Ashrech Rabbi Akiva, the goof, the body of Rabbi Akiva, no matter what the, the Romans did to it. They were cutting it up and selling it in the market. The body of Rabbi Kiva is Tahar. Yosem Nishmosem Tahara. Rabbi Kiva lived in that world of the Beis HaMikdash. Every one of us, we live in a place that's called Ophram and Hadama. We live in a place of the dirt. We live in a place where the Neshama and the Guf, like one of the Tzadikim said, that from the Neshama to the Guf is farther than Shemayim Taurus. That's how we live. When Natoli Rabshut says, 
that it was Vidoy, and there was a Yid in the, in the shul, there was a Yid in the Rav Shabbos Medrash, by Vidoy, and he's clapping very hard. You have some people, they like, they, they don't just give a little, they give like, boom. So this Yid was, uh, uh, this, he must have read one of the big Vidoy booklets. He, he gave him, he was giving himself a clap, he was banging on for Vidoy. Uh, 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 and while he was giving this bang for Vidui, but he was in a state of Pisa and Nefesh, like you know, he wasn't he wasn't into diving at all, but it was time for so he was going there, Shamlu, he's looking but God but he's hard, you know. But God boom. But he's looking around to see if stop the and here does Alnu. And the Rapsha walks over to him and says, You don't have to bang so hard, there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, don't have to the Balabas is not home, you don't have to bang so hard. Stop stop knocking, the Balabas is away. <laughs> So Rav Shisha said, no? <laughs> stop, kna- stop knocking so much of it. There's nobody there. Bechutz. The Balabas is not home. He's Bechutz. He's away. So my sister from the Rebbe Rebun from So you know that the Rebbe Rebun from you know, there are a lot of very, very mysterious stories. There was a big hisnogmas against him. It was, he was almost, almost, if not for the Apterov, they would have put him in Khair. At the big Hasna, what was going on over there, there was a whole Hasnag, this Pshischa. There wouldn't have been a Pshischa. Can you imagine what would be? There wouldn't be a Pshischa, wouldn't be a Kotz, wouldn't be a Ger. <laughs> what would have been? The Oiv Yisrael saved the day. Because the Rebbe Abunim was very different. You know, he was a business person. And, he, and by profession, he was. Uh, uh, a pharmacist. That's what he did. He was, I was going to say sell, he sold drugs, but that doesn't sound nice. But that's nice. That's what he did. He was selling drugs, and he didn't. And, he, and, he, and his family was from. He was a Yakya. He was a German. He came from Germany, and uh, and the father was a famous uh, uh, German, a German, a, Yak, a Darshan. And he went also a little bit Western clothing. So there was a snag this to Rebbe Bunim. And we have, we have stories, interesting stories. And there was a Maise, they say from the Rebbe Bunim, that, that he was talking to a, there were a bunch of maskilim, enlightened Jews, a bunch of maskilim, that they were uh, about to go uh, to the theater. They were going to the theater to see a play. And... <coughs> And uh, they were standing around there, and the Rebbe Bunim would often go and stand over there and talk to these people. He was Makar of these people. There was lots of stories. So he was standing there and he was talking to one of the Maskilim. They were about to go into the show. And the Maskil said to him, he says to him, he says, Rebunim, you still go, he says, you still go to the Yid, to the Yid, to the Jew. Who's the Jew? To the Yid Is he still going to him? So the Rebbe says, sure, I go to the Yid. So the Moscow said to him, what do you have to go to the Yid? I mean, he says it's true that the Yid knows how to learn, but you're, you're a huge Tamil Chachim yourself, Rebunim. You don't need to go to the Yid. What do you have to go to with the Chassidim and with the Yid? And what do you need to go to? Why do you need to have a Rebbe? You don't need to have a Rebbe. You yourself, you're a great person. That's what the Moscow said to him. So the Rebbe Bunim said to him, what do you have over there? What are you holding? So he looked in his hand, the Moscow, and he was holding a program. The, a program of the, uh, like, uh, of the play, like some of the highlights coming up. In the play, so the so the Rebbe Bunim said to him, "Why do you have to go see the play? You already have the program. There's no re- there's no reason for you to go and see the play. You're holding the program." What was the Rebbe Bunim saying to him? Was he asking me a kasha? Why do I still go? I know how to learn. The Rebbe Bunim saying, "I know how to learn. I know how to bench luluv. I know how to bench luluv. I know how to do everything. I know how to do all this stuff. I know how to a blad kamar. I can learn a blad kamar." Even to say something in chassidus, I could say. But you asking me why do I go to the Yidah Kaddish? See, he said to my marshal, "Why do you need to go into the show? You have a program." Because there's a thing of being bifnim, and there's a thing of being bachutz. The tzaddik, the tzaddik, the arze halavon that we're now going to that we're now going to say this kina about. The Arze Halavonin is that world of the Beis Hamikdash, is that world of inside. 
It could be that the Rebbe Bunim says the same like Gemara. It could be the Rebbe Bunim says Gavim beautiful. It could be the Rebbe Bunim was, a big, was himself a big tzaddik. But what he's saying is that the Rebbe, the tzaddik, is zehadavim. When you go into the world of the tzaddik, when you go into that place, there's an or mufla, there's a light, there's a light in that place of the base of Mikdash in Golos. And that's why, in order to understand the Chor Mesa Mikdash, in order to live in the, in the place of Tishabav, in the world of Tishabav, you can't separate the Chor Mesa Mikdash from from the Chorban of the Tzaddikim, from the death of Tzaddikim. And therefore, when we say this capital now, we need to stop and to think a little bit, to thank Hashem that we still have Tzaddikim in the world, for Hashem. But to remember each and every one of you, to remember tzaddikim that we that we the tzaddikim that we're now going to cry about. But we know very little about these tzaddikim. Some are more learned than others. But we all knew tzaddikim in our lives. You all had people that you were zayichet to see stories that you're able to read about tzaddikim that were in our time before, and we heard from our fathers. Those of you who zayichet to hear from grandparents. I'll end. I'll just tell you this this myself. There was a there was a, a tzaddik, Reb Shimon Yaroslava. He was by the Chayzim Lublin. I saw this story. It was brought down. Uh, Shlomo Katz brought this down in, the, in his book that he just came out on, on, on Shlomo Kalbach's stories. There's some tires. It's a it's a little bit longer. It's I think from page 61 to 64. But the story of Arab Shemi Alishlav is like this that the Dibbechaim had many sons. The most famous and powerful of his sons was Rabchaskal Shinivah, the Divi Cheskel. And Divi Cheskel was an Ish Hahalach Mamish. Now, not to say the Dibbechaim wasn't, Dibbechaim was the God of but the Divi Chaim was noigl many things in Chassidus and, and you know the Divi Chaim was, was maybe only 15 years older than his son He had him when he was like 15 So, so imagine, the, the Divi Chaim was, was, was in his 30s And his son of Chaska Shinva was like 15, 16 And they say the Divi Chaim was a little, bit afraid, a little afraid of his son of the Divi Cheskel Because Divi Cheskel, there was like everything was uh, Like I was saying about Yakis he was the Divi Cheskel's mamish, mamish, pinklich like a yak. Every single thing. Divi Chaim was a tzaddik and a kaddish, but he did things, you know, a little bit like, like rabbis, you know, different. And Divi Cheskel didn't have, it wasn't soil these things. Later on in life, he also did stuff. But at the beginning, he wasn't soil the stuff. He was like very, 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 I guess, from. <laughs> very from. He was very from. The Cheskel was very from. <laughs> Now, for many years, the Derechayim was chalishing to go to be Tishabov in Yaroslav, by Abshimun Yaroslav. But he was afraid to go. Because everywhere he went, the Derechayim was sure to follow. His son, Abchazkul, never went away from him. Now, Abchazkul was already upset with his father that he davened his light, you know, he does things like that. He was davening past his man, you know, he didn't go, but Chaskel Shinovah always davened with a minion of his man. There are many interesting stories about that with Chaskel Shinovah and his father, many interesting stories. He didn't, he didn't go to a certain tishim, but was past the time. He was with a, he was a shulchanarachi. Now the Divichayim wanted to go to Shimon Yavislava for Tishabov. Not really so much for Tishabov, but he wanted to go for the Sudam Afsegis. In Yavislav, and I'm not saying any of us should ever, ever, ever imitate these kind of things. But in Yaroslav, every single, every single day of the nine days, they made a, he made a siyam on a mesachta, and they had big suda, a fleshig suda every day. No. Okay, there are many tzaddikim that did that. There are even people that are not tzaddikim that do that. <laughs> <laughs> but... But what was different in Yaroslav was that in Yaroslav 
the biggest suda of the nine days was the he was the suda hamafsekis itself. And, and don't ask any questions. If you ask a question, then you're going to the place of Koyama Hashem or Chaskul Shinavah, which is a very holy place. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Reb Shimon Yaris Lover made flashings the whole, had a, he made a seam himself, a mesachta, and he made a suda. Not that the suda was singing and dancing every day of the nine days. Mela, but the suda hamafsekis. Now, I'm not saying the last meal before, like we had yesterday before the suda hamafsekis. The actual suda hamafsekis, it's against the Lark. The actual Sudam of Sekis, he made a seam and it was made and he ate fleshiks by the Sudam of Sekis. And for many years the Devichayim wanted to go see the Avoidah of Rabbi Shimon Yaroslav by the Sudam of Sekis. But he was afraid to go because he didn't want Rabbi Chas Shinova to know about this. But one year he couldn't hold himself back. He had to go. He felt he had to go to Yaroslav. So he, it's, it's funny, it's hard for us to believe. He actually tried to sneak away. <laughs> he, he tried to sneak away. It wasn't far to go. He needed only like two days during the night that he needed to get there. And he was trying to sneak away. But Rabchaz Kushinu says, Tati, Tati, where are you going? And the Divichan says, no, nothing important. <laughs> he says, where are you going? So he says, so then the Divichan decided, I'm telling him the truth. He says, I'm going to Rabbi Shimon Yaroslava. So Chaz Kushner, by Rabbi Shimon Yaroslava? By that, by that Mishigna? Yes, he said. Mm-hmm. By him, he, he does things against Shulchan Aruch. And, it's, and he says, that's where you're going for You're not going to be there, Erev Tisha, with Tati. He says, that's exactly where I'm going to go. And that's where I'm going. And, and if you want, he says, if you want, you don't. If you can't take it, then stay home with, the, with your brothers and your sisters. And the mommy, don't come with me. But if you're coming... Then I'm giving you, I'm telling you, Alatnai, don't you dare open your mouth. If you want to come with me, you can't say a word. So they're inseparable, you understand. So Chazkul says, okay, he goes. So they were there, so it was bad, it was bad, Erev Tishabov, it was already bad. Because even by, even by breakfast, Erev Tishabov, there was a CM, you understand. It was bad. And the whole time, Chaz Hashanah, he's, he's having a very hard time. And the Divichayim is sitting the whole time. He's not saying, he's just watching Reb Shimon Yaroslav. <coughs> and everything that Reb Shimon Yaroslav is doing, Reb Chaz Hashanah is like, like this. He's rolling his eyes, he's putting his head back, and he can't take it. <clears throat> and then it came time for the Sudam of Sekis. And it was, and, and, and the Reb Shimon Yaroslav makes a seum. And, and they bring out fleshics by the Sudan of Sekis. And it's one thing when he heard, that he heard about this. It's another thing to actually see the roast beef with your own eyes. And the Chazgashinev is going to explode. But it's still a half hour to Shkia. To the Zman. The is afraid of the Zman. And then it's like, it's like two or three minutes before this man, and Rabbi Shimon Yavislav is eating meat. And then he, and it's only a few minutes, this man, he closes his eyes, and he starts to sing like a nigga, a simcha nigga. He starts to be Ma'ir al to sing a nigga, a simcha. At this point, Abhazka Shinavis stands up, and he screams, he says, you're crazy, you're all crazy. <laughs> you're crazy and I'm getting and he says I'm leaving here you're all crazy Divichem didn't even hear him the Divichem was watching the Shimon he wasn't he didn't go into the ski right right the last the last last second before the Zaman the Shimon puts down the food but they didn't bench until close to midnight it's Tishabov they were singing and dancing. It was close to midnight. Now, Abchaz Hashanah has a problem because he wanted to dive Ma'ar B'tzibah. You understand? He's very religious. He didn't have a minion over there. So he's going out of his kalim. He's standing outside and he sees that he hears them singing and singing and dancing over there. It's Tishapav. He didn't dive Ma'ar. 
but he had no choice. He's right from Kayama Hashem. So he's waiting for them to finish with their with their uh, with, with their uh, idolatry <laughs> and to come out from their place, including his father. He's very berogus. And and finally, it says something like midnight. They come out there. Everybody's like, <laughs> come out from, and they and they come out from the and they go there into this medrash. And the whole rachum davmav. And and chaslashin is doesn't even give him starf. This is a tzibur. He made a lomdus that he's allowed to give him starf. You understand? Kaimarsha. So he, he davens with amarv. And then after Marv, this is this is what happened. There were a lot of people that were there. After Marv, Shimon Yaroslav sat down on the floor, and everybody fell down on the floor. And he opened up Eicha, and Shimon Yaroslav started to say, Eicha Yosher Abadat, Hi Om. And he gave a cry, and he gave a scream, and he died on the spot. They tried to revive him for a few hours. They tried to bring him back, and they couldn't bring him back. They couldn't bring him back. And the Devichayim said that for the rest of his life, this avoider, at Kedemus Nefesh, Reb Shemini Yaroslav, but the story, what happened and what that means, you can ask, I know there are a thousand kashas on the story. Those, those Jews who live in the world that's called Zahadara, those Jews who live every second in a place of the Beis HaMikdash, who every minute of their lives, they're overflowing with joy because they're close to God. Only such a Jew can feel in the deepest way what it means not to have the Beis HaMikdash, you understand? Only such a Jew like Rabbi Shimon Yaroslav had died when he said the words, Eicha Yashva Bata. Only such a Jew could feel what it means to be without the Beis HaMikdash. Hashem is should help us. That, that he should preserve those tzaddikim who are alive, that they should stay healthy and strong. Hashem should watch over all of the tzaddikim. Amechkulim tzaddikim, but especially those tzaddikim. Especially those tzaddikim, that they should be healthy and well. All of those Jews who survived and the, the Holocaust, those Jews who survived, that they're designated tzaddikim, who continue to believe in Hashem after the Muhammad. Hashem is should preserve all of them that they should be able to be that we should be able that we should be able to finally finally see the shining face of David Malkin Mashiach in the base of Mikdash and hear the words from his mouth when every one of us we're going to look at each other we're going to say and we're going to say thus is thus you know there was a, a there was a a, a a little film clip I mentioned to the last night by the Sudam Avsekis yesterday to the kids that my wife showed me from the, from the Machon HaMikdash. You know the Machon HaMikdash? So they put out some little film clip. And, uh, yeah, I mean, very amateur, but very sweet little film clip. They put out now. I think they put out now. And in the film, this is what you see. There's an old Jew who looks like the, the appearance is that he's a Holocaust survivor. That's, it seems that they want to get across. And he's sitting with the Gemara. He's very sweet with a little cap. And he's and he's there in there at some hilltop near Yerushalayim, and he's sitting and he's learning the black gemara, and he has his finger in the gemara. He's trying to concentrate, but it's it's hard a little bit for him to concentrate. He's looking up a little bit, and on one side there are non-religious Israeli kids that are kicking around the football, uh, soccer ball. They're kicking around a little bit, non-religious kids, and then the other side there's a little park over there, and, and there's a bunch of from kids that are sitting around, and someone's with a guitar, and they're singing a little bit, and they're talking, kids. And the Yid is sitting and learning. Did any of you see this? So then, then, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the kids that are not from, that are kicking the soccer ball, they all of a sudden, they like, they look up. And they start looking at each other. And they start to walk over and then they start to run. And then the little film kids that are sitting on the grass playing the guitar and whatever, and talking, uh, little film kids, they, they look up and they see something. And they start running, and they're running, and the old man is, doesn't know what's going on. He sees the children are running. There's a hill, it's near Yushalayim, there's a hill, and he doesn't know what's, exactly what's going on, because from where he's sitting, he can't see. And then the, then the non-religious kids, these real Israeli kids, and the from kids, they come walking to him slowly, to this Holocaust survivor. And they, 
they reach out, one not religious kid and one from kid. And they, each one holds one of his hands. And they lift him up. And then you look at him and he's watching and you see his face. And then the camera shows, imposed, and of course made believe, but it shows in Yushalayim, the base of Yiddish. That's, that's the thing. <clears throat> you know, the images that we have to live with, all this stuff that goes on between the religious kids and the non-religious kids, it's only until that day. Once that happens, and it's going to be Zadov, the base of Mikdash is going to come down. Then both of them, all of them are going to come with these Jews. And we're going to see with our eyes. And then all the stupidity, all the anger, all the nonsense, all the Narishkai. It's Zadov and the Nishama, the Nishama, and the Kivis of the Kimli Taif. We should be Zaychim as Hashem, we should be the Kavad Mamish. I say hello, Vodan, and the Yerhat Fire.